Hello and welcome to this special episode of Drill to Detail, recorded in San Francisco uh, during the uh, Oracle Business Intelligence and Warehousing uh, Special Interest Group meeting in Oracle's HQ in uh, Redwood Shores. I'm actually joined in this episode by uh, someone, quite a few of you might know actually, and someone I've known for quite a few years, uh, Vasu Murthy, who's uh, a senior director in charge of uh, Oracle BI product management at Oracle, and uh, he's going to talk to us on this episode about Oracle BI and where it's going. So um, Vasu, welcome to the show, and uh, just introduce yourself to anyone who doesn't know you. Thank you very much, Mark. It's great to be on your podcast. So my name is Vasu Murthy. I'm senior director of product management, responsible for business intelligence technology products. Um, it's an interesting journey for me. I've been at for Oracle for about six years. I came to Oracle via the acquisition of Datascaler. It's an in-memory database startup company uh, that my friends and I had co-founded. And we were acquired by Oracle uh, you know, to get the, some of the distributed in-memory database technologies for the Exalytics in-memory machine. And Mark, I believe that's when I first met you, yeah. possibly in London. Yeah. We were talking about Exalytics in-memory machine. Exactly, exactly. I remember I went to, uh, I was invited to a, uh, uh, I think it was the internal, internal uh, X-Week uh, sort of session you're running there, which is a internal training sort of sessions you run for consultants within Oracle. And it was about the, the, the aggregate advisor, I think, at the time. Yeah, and you went on to become quite an expert in Excelytics, and we saw success all over the world, uh, you know, a few thousand uh, machines deployed around the world. Um, that was a great experience for me. I've been in startups uh, before that, and to get the scale of Oracle and uh, quickly the, the speed at which we could actually develop products and uh, get it adopted all around the world was amazing. So that was a great experience. And from then on, I moved on to become the product manager for the BI server product. And that's the time when we were entering this new self-service world, trying to extend our BI server technology from just working on you know, IT model data and expanding out to uh, you know, business user self-service use cases. And then on, uh, I'm where I am. So uh, working and leading um, Oracle's cloud um, services, uh, bringing the rest of the stack into the cloud. Okay, okay. And also uh, working on product management for the entire platform, really, that actually includes our on-prem software and airspace as well. Fantastic, fantastic. So, so let, let's actually start. I mean, I want to talk to you in this, in, this, in this episode about, I suppose, where Oracle BI is going, and particularly kind of with this move into the cloud and so on. But let, let's just kind of st- take a step back a minute and just... With with Oracle BI that most people know, the on-premise uh, sort of version, OBI, 11G, 12C, and so on, and data visualization. So where, where are we currently with OBI? What's the latest release? What are the kind of features of that? And uh, and, and kind of what's the take-up bit of it, really? So if you trace the last several years, right? So when I started, you know, Exolytics was uh, the big in-memory technology and analytics was the big uh, big thing. And the next wave was really self-service, though we started with getting our server infrastructure enabled so anybody could actually bring in data without IT having to model it, right? And, and, and that went you know, hand in hand with providing visualization tools where an analyst could actually do all these um, you know, self-service analysis and share it and consume. And this package we called data visualization, right? The package that includes server components that, that do non-modeled data analysis and the user interface tools that enable analysts to uh, you know, visually uh, uh, you know, and find insights and share. So this tool set uh, in, and, the, and the backend components together were called Oracle Data Visualization. And this was released to market in 2014. And around the same time is also when uh, you know, we really seriously um, you know, uh, thought of delivering these products on the cloud. And so 2014 is also this year when we launched BI Cloud Service. So BI Cloud Service uh, you know, is a multi-tenanted uh, cloud service um, where multiple customers uh, can just purchase as many users as they want. They can subscribe to it and they get the full breadth of Oracle uh, BI um, you know, along with it. Okay. 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 So, so there's a lot. There's a lot to take in there, really. And uh, so, so obviously, there's the movie to the cloud. There's there's Oracle DV. There's Airspace and that sort of thing as well. 
Um, so so let's, let's drill into, I mean, where I think, where there's been a lot of innovation, a lot of really interesting new sort of developments from you guys has been in Oracle data visualization. Um, and you mm-hmm. talked about there, it was a separate product line and so on there. I mean, tell us, tell us a bit of the story about how that came about, really. And I suppose, you know, who is the customer for Oracle DV? Is it different to the one from OBIE? You know, what's the kind of the, the origin story of that, really? And how are you involved in that? Sure. Uh, that's uh, quite an interesting story, Mark. And so... Around 2012, around 2012, um, you know, around the time, actually, I don't know if you know or not, we used to OEM Tableau in 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 Oracle and at via Hyperion, and we used to call it Visual Analyzer. Um, and so, and before that too, Oracle was involved in you know self service user enablement, right? So from S base to interactive reporting. Um, you know, empowering business users to get access to data and analyze has always been, you know, in our DNA. Um, what really changed was really the merging of that world, self-service world, where people can connect to a database, connect to an S-based cube, or, you know, connect to files and be able to analyze. It's kind of the, that world is merging with the IT curated world where, you know, for good reasons, organizations needed need trusted delivery of data. That is, if an organization is reporting their quarterly earnings, or they're making some big hiring firing decisions, or they're deciding how to compensate their salespeople, you know that data needs to be correct, and that data the data needs to be correct, verifiable, auditable, and needs to go through a very curated and governed data pipeline. And that technology is really what. Um, well, you know, now deployed in pretty much every big business. It's kind of a core necessity for business, along with databases and data management, to provide trusted um, analytics. The the new thing was, you know, we took the technology that you know our use cases that we already knew, uh, addressing self service needs, and married that with our enterprise curated, you know, data delivery model. And so we have one platform now that that can do both. That is. I could easily pull in data from my HR system and know, you know, my team members and the, and the latest HR transactions that have happened, but also pull in, say, from, uh, you know, compensation benchmarking data that could come in a spreadsheet or could, could come in some XML feed. I can blend them together on my visual tool and be able to derive some insights from it. So that was that was really the, you know, a key thing that we did, you know, that was released in 2014 as Oracle BI 12C on-premises, as well as, uh, you know, BI cloud services. Okay, so, so is, is, I mean, I, I suppose one of the things that's interesting about seeing Oracle DV being deployed is maybe the different kind of, I suppose, sales model that's involved in it, the different way it's deployed, it's more of a land and expand thing as well. I mean, how, how much success are you, are you seeing there in kind of, I suppose, the Oracle DV desktop being the thing that seeds the kind of interest and it then builds out into kind of wider deployments of Oracle BI? Is, is there much going on in that area? Yeah, good question, Mark. So who, basically, I think your question is, uh, who buys Oracle DV yeah. and how do they? How, how do we really sell yeah. it? The traditional model for self-service tools, uh, exemplified by Tableau and Click uh, um, over the years, is individuals when they have this analytics and visualization needs, purchase these mm. tools by themselves. You know, using their credit card or purchase for a few people, mm. and over time. There's kind of a prevalence, uh, you know, of these tools in multiple pockets in a company, and eventually those things, those those may get consolidated into a larger, uh, you know, an enterprise uh, purchase of these tools or add adding these tools into a into their standard standard list of tools to support. I mean, every company pretty much has more than one tool. They probably have like half a dozen tools. So this gets added to the uh, the list of standard tools that uh, that enterprise users can use. Now, do we see that, and do we have channels to get there? Yes. So we release data visualization desktop, which can be downloaded from Oracle for evaluation uh, purposes. It does not have any restrictions at this time. Um, and then we have data visualization cloud service for at least a minimum of five users. They can get it all in the cloud, full functionality, um, at, a, at a pretty reasonable price. Or they can buy in the context of, uh, BI cloud service with the entire enterprise and uh, you know self service use cases. Now, do we have to go through the same set of uh, you know progression, if you will, same progression, if you will, like Tableau and Click? In many cases, we are seeing the progression is much faster. 
uh, and sometimes, you know, uh, really fast that we, uh, that we can be able to actually get enterprises to adopt this without having to go through, you know, um, the slow um, land and expand strategy, if you will. And that is because we already are uh, talking to the same customers in the HR departments for our HCMs, you know, SaaS conversation. We are talking to their, uh, you know, sales, marketing, service departments for our CX, uh, you know, products that we sell in SaaS, likewise for ERP and supply chain and so on. And and because we already having multiple conversations with those businesses, it's often possible for us to have, you know, a, a one-shot um, adoption of, of these tools in an enterprise. Okay, okay. So uh, so if somebody was evaluating, say, DV Desktop or Oracle DV against, say, Tableau, what, what would you say would be the, the differentiator? What's the differentiator that Oracle have, really? You know, what, how, anyway, what have you done differently that solves a different problem or, or kind of, you know, makes it a more appealing uh, product in the long term, do you think? Yeah, so the way I would answer the question is, of course, Tableau, um, take an example, Tableau, right? It's probably the most popular tool out there. And they've done years and years of investment in making that really easy to use and, you know, done a great job of that. Um, so why would someone buy Oracle Data Visualization when when Tableau is an option? And, and there are s- several uh, things, really. First, um, to, to start with, I mean, the data sources. So... Of course, we do connect to the same type of data sources that Tableau connects to the same number, but there are specifically for SaaS use cases. We not only have connectivity to more SaaS applications, including Oracle SaaS applications, we also have predetermined uh, you know, data extracts for these users. So if it's the, I'm in a shop person, I'm a uh, recruiter, I know exactly the type of, uh, we know exactly the use cases they are interested in, so we can provide specific data extracts for them. We have pre-built content on top of that. So we have pre-built projects, uh, you know, for um, in such users. That's one, right? Data, data, the type of data that we can connect to and how easily we can get appeal to business users. Um, number two uh, is really comes to the kind of visual environment that we've developed. So, frankly, I should say, I mean, we have looked at all these tools and we have learned from them and we actually made it much easier to, and with less number of clicks, to get to insights than than many of these tools. For example, they don't have to create visualization separately. They can drag it onto the same canvas. As they drag it in, all of them are wired and connected. So clicking on any component of a chart automatically highlights the related components and all the other charts, even though there may not be any shared dimension, right? So that we have one-click access to a lot of advanced analytic tools, um, including clustering, forecasting, trending, and so on. Um, and we have pretty good extensible visualization uh, architecture. So, you know, our just our dem- demo team has put, put together about 20 different visualizations on top of about 25 visualizations we ship. So the breadth of visualization is pretty good. And there's another whole area where, you know, I believe we are, we in general, are doing a better job is really in appealing to business users that are who are not analysts. So it's yes, it's very common for analysts to kind of do all these complex stories and share it with others. And typically business people, say VP of marketing, VP of sales, director of HR, these people just consume these analysts uh, for this analysis. Uh, what we have uh, tried to do is not to kind of give them more independence in accessing data, even though a tool like Tableau or even DV may be too complex for them. So search-based analytics, right? So you type in keywords or even free-form text search uh, with some natural language processing. Uh, That is something we've already invested in. We have the first version of that uh, already available on DB Desktop. It's been available in our on-premises software as well. Uh, Beyond that, we already have self-service data preparation included in the same uh, context of the tool. So we can do prepare, analyze, narrate, sort of prepare, visualize, narrate, um, and 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 that's been there, you know, since last year. And it's pretty complex, and it can actually fully function ship to data sources the entire, um, you know, data preparation steps, right? And the last I would say is, you know, in in smart insights with machine learning. So we just released our first version of smart insights. So you just load a data set, and it'll get you a, a, a set of rich visuals sorted by information content, right? So you just load a data set. We're going to generate a whole bunch of well-defined histograms um, and, and charts ordered by, you know, the amount of variance in the data, 
and the amount of interestingness is like the, is the uh, is the word we would like to use internally. How interesting is this particular correlation? And we sort that, and you can actually uh, work on drivers. You can say, hey, what am I interested in? What what's the variable that I'm interested in? And it's always going to, um, you know, redo all the charts based on that factor. Interesting. Um, Actually, I can probably go a little on. No, go on, please. Is great. No, area. this is really interesting. So, yeah, so mobile is another area where there's in a lot of investment. So the functionality of our desktop tool is 100% compatible, the same as the functionality we have on the cloud because it's all uh, you know, web-based. Even our desktop tool is yeah. HTML5 embedded. Uh, so that gives full fidelity between our desktop and, and, um, and these cloud or server infrastructure. And every one of our user interface is responsive to uh, both tablet and a phone, apart from the desktop form factor. So the full authoring environment that you see on DV desktops there can actually be consumed from a phone if you just enable you know, mobile web. So that's the first step. And the second step is coming up with specific pointed mobile applications to let you consume the data. So um, we just released Synopsys. So Synopsys gives you a pretty standalone analysis in the in a phone. So if you have a spreadsheet or data set in your, as a main email attachment, you could just click and open that in Synopsys. And in, in a couple of seconds, without asking, me having to answer any questions, it's going to generate a whole bunch of visuals. And it's very easy to change and manipulate data and get, get, you know, get the insights you want. Um, beyond that, day by day, is another uh, you know mobile application, but this is for a different use case. This is for a business leader, right? So in the context of where I am, what I am, what's the information that I'm, I'm more that should be most relevant to me, and we just push that information. Uh, for example, I'm going to have I have a weekly review uh, with our sales team, a North America sales team, on say Tuesday morning. And we can configure it so, or it'll automatically learn that you're actually searching for this Tuesday morning, and it can can actually send you this information on why, where the latest of where the North America sales stands in terms of pipeline, in terms of forecast. You can get that information to me as a card or notification, uh, and this can this can be set or will learn, you know, based on where I am, what kind of questions I ask wherever I am, what time I ask these questions what else others can share with me. So we want to bring the kind of um, you know, model that's getting popular in consumer applications. You say Google now, I, I love that service, right? If I buy a ticket in Fandango, um, it's in a movie ticket, it's going to tell me you know, about an hour before the movie starts that, hey, you better start driving, the traffic is so and so and so, so you could really got to leave now before you know, to, for me to go reach, reach the theater in time, right? So we want to get the same model, and actually that, that we're releasing um, in, I think, uh, very shortly now. Um, and we can actually showcase this for customers right now, and we have it running internally. So a whole bunch of areas. And the last but not least, we are designing our platform to be headless, Right. That is, what, what does that mean? It's Any not required. Service? Yeah, what does that mean? Headless, yeah. So visual tool, we're de developing a visualization service, but headless. That means there's no UI for it. So what does it mean, right? So every API that we are building, every tool the component that we are building, including data ingestion, data preparation, visualization, sharing and narration, um, and, and so on, all of these can be also accessed via APIs. So... In the, you know, the trend is people want to consume analytics in the context of applications. So we want to enable application developers to be able to connect to a data set, prepare a data set, even visualize the data set just using API and take the resultant visual and embed it into their applications. So, right. yeah. you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot there really. I mean, is it? I mean, is it the case now? Then it's not, not maybe it's a loaded question, but is it the case that DV is really where your kind of development work is going now? Then really, it sounds to me like uh, you've almost kind of rebooted Oracle BI with, with Oracle DV, and this seems to be where the focus is going now. Really, I mean, I don't, is that a fair thing to say or, or 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 not? It's it's yeah, it's very much the fair thing to say. Given that when we say data visualization internally, we are not, not just talking about the visual interface, right? So yes. the visual interface gives, an access, gives access to all the capabilities. They, as much work or more is actually going in our backend platform, 
right? Okay. For example, so, so what's in the back end platform? Yeah. What's in yes. the back end platform? What's in the back end? Very good question, Mark. Thanks. So back end, uh, when you talk about back end, it's really there are two two levels, right? So one is our BI server, the core processing engine that actually drives Oracle BI. And then beyond that lie the data management layer with database, big data, and, and, and where the actual a lot of compute at scale can happen, right? So if you look at the backend platform and you're talking about BI server, okay? BI server, for example, we want to give smart insights. That is, we want to automatically generate insights for users when they say, hey, what drives their revenue or explain revenue and we can find out what the biggest contributors to revenue from the various dimensions that we have in, in the data. Um, and when we want to compute that, we need an infrastructure in the BI server that actually creates a machine learning model out of this, right? Uh, creates a decision, decision tree that can be then displayed. So such infrastructure is being built in our BI server. Likewise, if I upload a spreadsheet, right? Uh, or connect to a SaaS source, which which itself cannot compute. It's been an extract model, right? It's when I connect to an, when I say SaaS, I'm talking about application clouds like Salesforce or Oracle Sales Cloud or ERP. When you connect to these systems, data gets copied over. It gets imported into the BI and analytics layer. And so we, we have built a pretty robust in-memory computing engine in the BI server so it can it can just analyze the data itself. It can actually run SQL queries on top of it. Um, so, and we can cache data. We can make it easily um, accessible for visual, you know, um, tools for responsiveness and so on. So, this is the kind of infrastructure, the backend work that goes on to really make data visualization work. Um, yeah. So, all of that's a part of data visualization. So, when when I say we are investing in data visualization. It's not just the user interface that people relate to, but all these uh, you know server server technology that needs to be that needs to support this capability. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, fascinating, fascinating. I mean, having having written the book on Eleven G and and all of the kind of mm-hmm. web logic components in there, I guess that it's, it strikes me that you know you you've, you've focused a lot on I suppose where the value is really to customers, and a lot of the kind of infrastructure now, I guess, is is what's really being taken care of by the cloud. So, um, you know, it's, I mean, do you, do you see, a, I mean, uh, with, with, with Oracle BI, I mean, certainly 11G that I used to use, there's a lot of focus on dashboards and answers and that sort of thing. Do, do you see really in the future that the main interface people are going to have is going to be mobile devices and, and search then, really? Do, do you think that's the way it's going to go for, 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 for BI? Um, yes and no. I, I, well, I really don't know. But, but those will be important components. Um, I don't know if ever in the future someone would say, hey, I don't want a pre-built report, right? Because if you look at, you know, most of our lives, there are things that we just, um, you know, want it easy and simple and the questions do not change. Like, I want a weather forecast. Uh, The format in which weather gets presented to me, um, it, it may not change. What probably would change is that I get informed. I mean, if I have something like I have a calendar saying I'm going to go, you know, take my flying lessons. I want to know if it's going to rain because the class may get canceled. So such, you know, getting push information in context is definitely where things are going. Um, anything where I have to ask is the next step. Uh, so if, if, if I have a question that don't, I don't usually ask, then, then having a search interface is the best thing. But there are questions that I ask uh, every day. Like I, ha- I, I, I work with this, uh, you know, railway company who have this connection metric. I mean, how many of the, uh, you know, um, rail cars, they're a, you know, cargo transportation uh, company, right? So how many of the rail cars actually got got to the right connections every day? And if the, if the ratio is more than 93%, everybody gets paid their bonuses. But if it's less, they don't. So such in, uh, metrics are somewhere to be shown in this place, right? They are permanent. The format is the same. And so the dashboard technology is still very relevant. Now, we, so there are, there are questions that we want to ask every day, and we don't want to do a, give a second thought where reports and dashboards make perfect sense. Uh, there are new questions that I may ask uh, where search or ask or you know, natural language, all those interfaces make sense. And there are things that I don't think of asking 
uh, I want to know in context where definitely a push-based uh, notification makes the most sense. Okay, okay. So, so I want to get under cloud in a moment because there's a huge amount of stuff you guys are doing there as well. But so you mentioned earlier on though that you, you you're responsible for S, for Exolytics one point, and uh, you know I actually mm-hmm. I actually had I bought one in the past. It was sitting in my garage for yep. a long time, and uh, and and uh, you know it was fantastic. But but certainly there's a lot of those were sold, and there's a lot of value in there as well. Where where did some of the thinking of Exolytics come into this really, and, and how did you sort of like incorporate some of the stuff that that you've learned from that and say maybe from airspace and so on in the model that you're using for dv yeah yeah you you, you know a lot of background about oracle bi so i think you're, you're asking great questions um so w- what was really new with Exolytics is given a couple of terabytes of memory how can we actually provide better value right so the hardware technology uh, is at a tie stage where it's actually, for reasonable pri- price, we can actually get a few terabytes of memory. So storing data in memory, processing data in, in memory format, all of those are the ones that we invested a mm-hmm. lot in Exolytics. So there are two use cases that we actually took forward and actually uh, drove the value for Exolytics. One, how can we you know, cache, store or cache data Mm-hmm. Uh, in an in-memory database and accelerate, you know, queries that uh, most often uh, asked by users. So suppose somebody has a couple of petabytes of data in their, uh, you know, big data or it could be terabytes of data in their data warehouse and, and they want to do some reporting on top of that, that is reports and dashboards that people log in and see every day. Uh, how can we make this experience easier? And we did that by intelligently scanning uh, and understanding the workload creating you know aggregates whenever the entire data would not fit mm-hmm. or you know getting the entire data into an in-memory database and delivering from there in a seamless fashion so by understanding their workload bringing the data and moving the data creating aggregates uh, creating a memory database uh, you know table sources mm-hmm. and uh, delivering the value right that's one investment the second investment was really in s-based and in multi-dimensional database so how can we do an in-memory representation of uh, you know the data that Sbase uses uh, in reporting. I mean, for people who don't know Sbase, hmm. um, it's an extended spreadsheet database. Is really how it started, right? So it's a it's to handle spreadsheets that are of size and complexity much larger than say Excel can handle, uh, where multiple people need to work on the data at the same time, hmm. and we provide a pretty convenient Excel interface to access it. But the data is all stored in this multi-dimensional database, um, and so. We came with an in-memory version of, a, you know, storage for S-Base. So those are two innovations. Mm-hmm. And we are taking these two innovations in the cloud. In the cloud, you do not have to buy specific hardware, right? So we provide scalable infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So depending on your memory needs, you just get the, um, you know, compute instance with that memory. Or in a completely managed service, we'll automatically allocate more more memory as required um, and, and uh, you know, if you want to put more resources, you just pay for more resources. So there are two areas that are continuing to, uh, you know, translate into our cloud. Not all of them have been released as yeah. product uh, features yet. We do, we do plan to have an in-memory database caching layer in the cloud. Our in-memory database, Oracle in-memory database, is actually already out in the cloud. So you, we could use that. Today you have somebody, a customer, how to kind of put that together. We will uh, come up with a way to... Uh, you know, create that automatically and manage. Uh, on the S-Base side, uh, we already have big, big enough compute instances where S-Base can run in memory, mm-hmm. uh, but that's not the that's not where it ends. So if you run S-Base in memory, customers who have S-Base can now take their applications to run in the cloud and get a good performance. Uh, but the, the S-Base value goes way beyond that, right? So we could embed S-based functionality into our data visualization tool and, and, and meet the needs of users beyond just, um, you know, understanding and getting insights from data. In, in what way? In what way? Because obviously S-based has got a, a very, very long kind of history here. And I'm, I'm sure there are lots of S-based kind of developers and, listen, and, and users, you know, listening in at the moment. So, so to, to, to imagine you're, you're talking to a bunch of millennials. <laughs> And you're, you're, you're kind of like pitching uh, DVCS so, you know, DV, or, or Oracle BI in the cloud. And we'll get onto the cloud version of things in a second. How, how would you explain to them what S-Base does that they wouldn't be able to get from, say, a Tableau cache? I mean, you know, where's the value in there for them, really? Yeah, yeah. So 
what SBS is good at is providing a collaborative spreadsheet environment. Uh, some kind of close to Google Sheets, really. Mm. It, it, I think a lot of people love Google Sheets, mm. um, you know, myself included. You know, when, when you have to do, when I have to do my checklist, I do my travel plans and all of that, my wife and I can actually collaborate on the same data at the same time. Mm. Um, that's good for such use cases where SBS actually take us to the, takes it to the next level um, is actually you can define pretty complex relationship between uh, data. You can have multiple dimensions, not just the you know uh, x and y axis. Mm. Um, plus, you can um, actually have permissions. So who can see what kind of permissions? So, so stepping a higher a level, mm. there are tons of spreadsheet processes in companies that are still pretty uh, you know pretty time consuming and really. Empty calories, if you will. Yeah, right? yeah. A phrase that you've used before. Well, it's true, um, isn't it? It's, it's it's things that you know. It's tasks that you do. Uh, it's tasks that you do that are more about how the you know, how to implement things really that should be done already. Yes, um, and empty calories. By empty calories, I mean. So let's take a specific example, a concrete example, right? So a, a manager wants to get capital expense forecast from his team for next year. It's like how many laptops they need, how much hardware they need for next year for the development activities. Uh, so the manager, what the manager does uh, is actually have a secretary or someone, some poor soul, who has to now um, you know, send out this format of the spreadsheet to like 10 reports of the manager, get inputs from each one of them, and then cut and paste them into a single spreadsheet because we don't want you know, one, one person's request to kind of, uh, you know, uh, to be shared with another. Um, this actually is more acute in terms of compensation and bonus allocation and stuff like that, right? So they send, send this out um, and some somebody has to collate all these together. And until everybody's data is in, there's not a good picture of, you know, how the spend is trending. And now the total adds up to more than what the manager can, can spend. And now they have to go back another cycle asking them to adjust their, you know, uh, you know, budgets and requests and all of that. So a lot of, uh, you know, time gets wasted in just massaging spreadsheets and copying and pasting. Um, and we are introducing a new uh, feature in data visualization driven by SBase, where any data set, we could actually assign roles to specific individuals in the company. Permissions get set automatically. What they, when, when they update some data, and they can do that right in the context of Excel if they want to, um, and, and you can, they can update the data, and all the consolidated data gets consolidated in real time and is available for reporting. So data collection, data collaboration is an area where we believe there's a bunch of unmet need with the same people that actually use, um, you know, data analysis and visualization tools. So that's our next, uh, you know, uh, next set of new things that we would uh, roll out using S-based technology. Okay, okay. Because certainly in the in the 12C release, S-based there seemed to be more of a kind of like a, a, a data, a query acceleration layer, you know. But you're saying there there's some very distinct kind of use cases separate to query acceleration that are particularly um, well-placed for S-based to sort of to, to meet then. Yes. So query acceleration is an area where SBS does really well as mm. well too. And I, that comes I, I, from... I was, yeah, I mean, on that, I'll interrupt you there. But I mean, that, that's something that was a really good feature in, in, in 12C when it came out and nobody talked about it. <laughs> that is true. Uh, the thing is, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it won't come in the top three. Um, so, but essentially, because SBase, uh, you know, s- stores data in a format that is, uh, you know, what we call a block storage, um, and and to and the next version of the block storage is to storing a spreadsheet in all its granularity in in blo- as blocks, um, and and to make reporting easier, SBase also automatically creates aggregates on top of these uh, of the data that is stored, and because it automatically manages aggregates and is able to run queries on top of that. Uh, it's it's a very good tool for us to do query acceleration as well. And in Excelytics, that's another way that somebody could accelerate the API queries. Um, these are, you know, in our roadmap to actually make it automated. So going into cloud, we don't want to expose all this technology to customers where they need somebody who's really an expert to configure these, uh, you know, acceleration methods. Uh, what we would likely do in the future is to provide options in our analytic cloud, so, you know, analytics cloud, 
where they could uh, choose an acceleration option using SBase, and we would just configure it automatically. Okay, okay. I take your massive hint there to move on to uh, to cloud. So we're going to do that now. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, the other thing. I mean, as you say, there's so much to talk about, really. But the other thing is this massive amount of activity and investment you guys have been making around kind of moving BI into the cloud. So just again mm-hmm. to set the scene for people, just just kind of outline, I guess, how you got to where we are now. So we've gone from on-premise, then there was the BI cloud service, uh, and now there's our Atlantis cloud. Just just summarize, I suppose kind of that that journey there really and let's start to talk about the new kind of analytics cloud service that you brought out cool sure so we knew um bi is moving to the cloud and oracle as a company has been really focused on getting everything you know cloud centric for the last several years and um we started with uh, you know deciding to take the most business user uh, facing aspect of the product which is data visualization and self-service to the cloud first. And that required us to develop a cloud-native multi-tenant infrastructure. Uh, and that we released in 2014 as BI Cloud Service, right? So with that, someone could say, hey, I have 10 users that need you know, analytics and you just subscribe 10 users. We actually give you a, a production instance and a test instance. There's a web-based way to define a data model if they need to, or if it did, they don't want to define a data model, they can just go with data visualization and you know start rolling out um, analytics to users. So that's where we started, and we then extended that to support our on-prem data models as well. So. The next step was existing customers that already have Oracle BI now can actually take their data model and reports and put them on the same cloud infrastructure. So it gives them a way to move from on-prem to the cloud. Then the third progression you know, we did, third step there, was to provide hybrid capability. That is, many times customers want to move analytics from on-prem to the cloud, but their data gravity is still on-prem. Okay, so they still have their ETL processes on-prem. They have data warehouse on-prem. They most likely have an on-prem application as well, like EBS. Um, And so for that, to actually make, uh, to take the first step into the cloud, we want to make it easy to do analytics on the cloud. And so we developed a technology called Remote Data Connector that can connect our cloud to on-premise databases. So they can move the BI layer to the cloud without moving their data. And it's performant only because we actually invested a whole bunch of technology to make that really easy so, and, so, so, and so why, why, So why is that a harder problem to solve then than people would think? Because, I mean, yeah, just maybe just a hole in the firewall and a JD, JDBC connection would be enough, surely. Yeah, one would think so. So when we actually run some, ran some tests on it, it turns out JDBC and ODBC connections are quite chatty. So it may, they may amplify the effect of latency. Um, and so we've got to make sure you know, pretty much every transaction that we do are actually done in one round trip. And so we actually did an abstraction layer on top of that, move the driver too close to the database. So we actually run the driver pretty close to the database uh, and, and and we just can ship the SQL queries on the WAN and we had, we had to invest in a whole bunch of security and authentication on top of that. And, and this is really what enabled this to happen. And we've seen a tremendous uptake for customers um, to, to actually do this, uh, uh, to take this technology and adopt it. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about Oracle Analytics Cloud then. So, so what, what, is, what is this and, and how does it differ from, uh, from, from BICS? And you know, what, where, where's this going really? What was, what was the driver for it? So Oracle Analytics Cloud is an, it's really for customers who want more flexibility than you know, a, a multi-tenant offering would offer. What do I mean by that? So if you look at large manufacturing companies, uh, you know, banks, uh, and in general, an enterprise with you know, more than 1,000 employees or beyond, uh, they want to define their own high availability strategy. They want to define their own disaster recovery strategy. They, many, often, many, many times they want resource isolation. And they also want to pay for resource and not just users. Because um, if I have 100,000 users, everybody may not be using. Let me manage resources more efficiently, and I don't want to pay by user. Uh, and so for those use cases, um, you know, Analytics Cloud uh, offers them all the flexibility they need. So they can purchase and deploy um, our, our cloud service per CPU. 
right? They can decide the memory. Um, and we provide a whole bunch of API into, instead of completely managing it ourselves. For example, in BI Cloud Service previously in a multi-tenant solution, we take care of upgrades. We just notify the uh, customers and we agree upgrade it over, over some weekend. Uh, we automatically take backups and so on. And we manage the you know service level uh, uh, goals. Now, in Analytics Cloud, we provide APIs for all these primitives. That is, an API for customers to backup, an API for customers to scale out this instance, scale up this instance to a larger compute, and then, of course, the opposite, scale down as well. Um, we, uh, we then provide APIs for them to up upgrade or patch these instances. So, and, and also make them participate in larger clusters of deployments that includes Oracle database, big data, S-base, and so on. So, um, you see where I'm going with that? Yeah, so, more yeah. control uh, provides more flexibility. Of course, that will require more knowledge and effort on part of customers, but that's where a lot of our partners come in, mm. or they may already have IT infrastructure with expertise that actually can handle a more flexible, uh, at the same time, more powerful platform. Okay, so this strikes me as probably a different type of purchaser um, than being for BICS. So BICS, what's the different personas you'd have there? Presumably BICS is more of a departmental kind of user. This sounds more like an IT cell maybe. What, what do you think on that? And, and is, is there another product coming down the line that maybe, maybe abstracts some of that away again, but lets you have the kind of the customization ability, whatever, that you get with kind of analytics cloud? Yeah, I think you're on the right track. I mean, we are thinking pretty uh, uh, the same way. So there are three personas that we really build for. Um, you know, first persona is the analyst. So person who spends a little more time with data and they want to get develop in either get insights for themselves, create insights and share with others. And, you know, BIC as a DVCS ideal for such departmental use. Uh, the analytics cloud is really for developer or IT type of use where they have an enterprise platform to roll out and they are dedicated people who who know who knows and understands these. They'll create data models or not, but they, they do care about availability um, and, and consistency of all this data and reports. And so like before an upgrade, they'll actually do a UAT test and you know roll it out uh, in, in production. So for developers, um, you know that that's really where analytics cloud comes in uh, or IT really. Uh, we do want to take this service to everybody, right? So even even business people who may not even want to do things like analysis, they just want to have set of, set of data access and do queries on top of that. Uh, we do plan to come up with uh, an addition that's even more easy for people to use. It's definitely be multi-tenant and a single person can subscribe and, and track the data over time on all the things that have access to and answer questions on top of that. Okay. Okay, so what about, I mean, so we've been talking about cloud and isolation here, but typically, I think you mentioned earlier on about, you know, how we work across the firewall and so on. What's the long-term story about, say, hybrid uh, deployments really with Oracle? You know, do you see this, and I noticed there's a, a cloud machine you guys have got and so on, but what's what's your kind of vision around, around hybrid analytics and deployments? Mm -hmm. there, are, there are two sides to the story, right? Internally, we just want to develop one um, set of code that can be deployed in in multiple ways in a managed cloud, you know, customer managed cloud, in you know, Oracle managed cloud, or even in a in what we call the cloud machine, which I'll explain shortly. Um, on premises is something that we would probably take the same code line and release periodically, uh, and and there's the other dimensions in which the cloud is evolving at Oracle, right? So we just released our bare metal cloud. Uh, we are, we already have you know container based deployment. Uh, so, our plan is to kind of make sure we can deliver on top of bare metal cloud and also deliver on top of, you know, container-based deployment where people just pay for the amount of resources they use, which would be fractional CPUs, or, you know, then they could pay by per call, right? Um, Oracle Cloud Machine, on the other hand, takes us to a totally different dimension. So, there are many cases where... Customers do not want to put their data in a public cloud. In a public cloud, I mean in a cloud data center that uh, hosts multiple customers. And for that, we have one version of cloud called dedicated compute, where we have a completely isolated set of uh, you know cloud infrastructure for a particular customer. Uh, but more often, even that not, does not does not work because of you know, data residency and compliance reasons. So for those, what we have done with a cloud machine is to 
deliver a rack of servers, uh, and you can actually get smaller than a rack, probably a third, a third of a rack or something, a bunch of servers, where we also embed our core cloud infrastructure. So our, our software that manages our cloud and Oracle manages this whole system through a remote connection or even a disconnected mode. Uh, but what happens is once a customer procures uh, or subscribes to this cloud machine, they have Oracle Cloud running in their data center. So they're able to then procure, utilize any cloud service that Oracle offers in their data center. The APIs remain the same. So if they want an instance of database cloud service with four CPUs and 16 gigabytes of memory, the API call they would make to the public cloud and to this private cloud machine is exactly the same, except that this cloud database is actually getting created in their uh, the cloud machine in the data center. So likewise, they could create an analytics cloud instance, create um, you know a big data cloud service instance, uh, and they can consume it there. So we're getting the flexibility of the cloud, which is basically API-based management, uh, pay for use, uh, you know, um, and and efficiency, you know, density. All of those benefits are available in a server that actually runs. Interestingly, the price they pay and uh, and and the way they pay it all remains very similar between the Oracle Public Cloud and Cloud Machine. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I'm conscious of your time. There's one more question I want to ask you actually, and that's about mm-hmm. um, so so BI applications. So BI applications is 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 a, is a you know, certainly in the US, we seem to be a really com- common way that we see uh, Oracle BI being, you know, being used at, cu- at customers and, com- and company sites. So what's the story around BI apps? And is, is it gradually being kind of phased out? And is it now more about kind of uh, DVCS against SaaS apps? What was the story around kind of, you know, I suppose, operational reporting and reporting against, you know, line of business applications, really? Okay, so for those that do not know what Oracle BI apps are, that is, uh, so probably I'll take a minute to explain that. So o- over many years, over the last 15 years, because our knowledge working very closely with uh, you know, various application teams, including EBS, PeopleSoft, Shady Edwards, and so on, and now recently with Oracle Cloud as, you know, applications, we have developed a standard data warehouse model that any, any customer could use and then built pre-built analytics for finance, HR, you know, projects, ERP, supply chain, and so on, right? And in fact, there's another layer of, uh, you know, industry-specific data models that have also been built by our various uh, business units at Oracle for communications, retail, hospitality, and so on. Um, for specifically for uh, the BI, so this is what we call BI apps. And these BI apps, uh, you know, are very popular because they have pre-packaged uh, the whole, uh, you know, analytic stack, including data models and reports for use case, core use cases. Now, these are pretty mature. And, and so we are not really investing in adding more content to these. Rather, we are, we are, but we are committed to maintaining connections to these data sources. So we'll make sure we update the connectors to our SaaS sources and the various on-prem um, applications and their versions out there. Uh, but what the, new, the new strategy at Oracle is that we are, we are okay to actually give this technology to a customer who's willing to deploy this on the cloud, right? So as long as customers are using Oracle Cloud, like Analytics Cloud, to kind of uh, develop and deploy uh, you know, this data model, the customers can get access to these data models. Um, so you know, on a subscription basis, they will be paying for Analytics Cloud the database cloud that requires is required to run databases, the you know data integration cloud. On the other hand, the content itself, we believe, is a great starting starting kit or starter point uh, for customers to develop their own customizations. And you know, we have a wealth of partners like uh, you know um, you know Ritman Mean and and others who um, can actually help customers get best value by customizing and maintaining it yeah i think so, certainly in a way the kind of the, i suppose the way we develop bi projects has changed quite a bit over the time since bi apps came along and i think that the model you're taking with with the with, with dv desktop and maybe with obi 12c where you know maybe content might come in initially through desktop application you know users will be very much participating in the definition of that of that metadata is quite the opposite really i suppose of bi apps where it was a predefined model that you kind of work with and so on i mean it strikes me that probably a book that would be written about Oracle BI development now would be quite different to a book written, say, five years ago by me, for example, saying how it was developed then. Do you think? Do you think it's quite changed a lot how we do things now with on the platform? Um, I think it's in a it's 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 a kind of in a flux, right? 
So I do see customers coming in and saying, hey, they do need all these pre-built analytics to get started. But the amount of innovation that happens, the customizations happens on the top, is actually um, you know evolving rapidly. So in fact, we ourselves have realized this and started developing starter kits for specific roles, uh, you know, in specific departments on data visualization. So without having a data model, uh, we actually building. If if I'm an HR director, what are the various projects that I would like to do? Analytics projects that I would like to do. And we are building this and providing it as a starter kit. So at this time, you know, we believe because there's so much desire to customize and, and innovate and, and, and do it yourself kind of model. So we are better off giving starter kits, which gets get people started at a much more a much higher productivity level than if they started from scratch. Interesting. And last question, last question. Oracle Synopsis. I saw this announced. Is it Synopsis, the, the the mobile tool that I saw announced just before Christmas? Uh, that looked yes, very interesting. Yes. What was that? What's that then? Tell tell, tell, people, tell people what it's about, really, and what, how how it's um, how it looks. So, so Synopsis. Uh, it's I'm I'm really super excited about it. But mm. I have it on my phone. Um, Synopsis is a free application. Okay, so anybody can download it. It's already available on Google Play, or shortly available on iOS. Mm-hmm. And Synopsis. Is a, is a tool, it's a simple app that lets you visualize any data you have on the phone. So if you already have some data on the phone, it could be a spreadsheet in a Google Drive or in an email attachment or whatever, just open that in Synopsys and in two seconds, you're going to be visualizing the data uh, uh, you know, on, on the phone. It will not, it's not going to ask you tough questions like, oh, uh, which is a metric, which is a dimension, or what should I have on the y-axis, what should I have on the x-axis, what mm. chart type? It's not going to ask you any of that questions, right? Um, it's just going to visualize the data and, and show you a summary of data. You can always go back and customize it, but visualize, it's give you a synopsis, visual synopsis of yeah. uh, any data you have on the phone. It's completely for, offline. You could actually run it offline. Yeah. Our goal is, you know, this will then synchronize with any data source that you define in your uh, BI cloud service or analytics cloud. In which case, the entire enterprise data that comes channels through that is available for you on fingertips. Uh, but right now, it's, it's com- you know, you, you can just play with it with any data. Like, I think you probably have a bunch of Strava data. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, the, the latest article I've written for Oracle Magazine is on using Strava data and Withings uh, Wi-Fi scale data to uh, to kind of plot my path to try and keep my weight off, actually, this year, so last year. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's. There's, I think there's so much data that we generate now and we have available to us. It's great to be able to just work with it and play with it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your article was great. Um, you know, thanks for that. You should probably try that on Synopsis. I will do. I will do now. I'm conscious you've got to go now. So, look, Vasu, uh, it's been fascinating speaking to you. Really, really good. Um, and uh, it's great to talk about Oracle BI as well for once now, which is good. Um, so, look, thanks for coming on the show. Um, and uh, maybe hopefully have, have you back at some point in the future. Absolutely, Mark. I really enjoyed uh, you know speaking with you here. And I listened to your podcast, and it's great to be on the other side. So thank you very much. Fantastic. Okay.